Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. It says notice. it. Now it's recording. So Woo. we have to intro the show anyway. It's not like we yeah. just like start yeah. from the beginning. I mean, sometimes we do, but I mean, sometimes you do without telling me, but that's a little different. I'll probably do it this time too. Um, hi, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's Martyr. <laughs> it's C. Tepper. And this is Wigan. Um, April edition. Early April edition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, quick catch up i got a job so yeah <laughs> well also something else happened did we talk about it the last episode or was it too early <laughs> what episode no i don't think so maybe i mean well, I that's up to you if you want to talk i don't about know it. what you're referring to so i mean you okay know. work anyway <laughs> don't know what you're talking about sure. um, <laughs> um but yeah we're we're revving up with april with our uh guests who are we doing who are we doing today caitlin so we got her good Judy, Ducky, she a boy on an episode. So now we had to get the other half of the good Judy duo, Patsy and Decline. Thank Welcome. you guys so much for having Yay. me. Of course, babe. We're so Long excited. time coming. We yeah. did a little book to bless. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good problem to have. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now you're here. You Thank you here. so much. <laughs> How has your quarantine been? How's your pandemic been? Yeah. Well, it's been loaded because (laughs) um, by day I work at an elementary school. Oh. By night and weekends, I'm a drag queen. So there's always been those conflicting worlds. But throw Mm -hmm. on a pandemic and fuck, you know, like. Yeah. Were you teaching through Zoom? No, I don't teach. I work in the main office. Like I was a teacher. I was a teacher for two years. I taught first grade in South Carolina and then I taught fourth grade in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I can never, I'm takes too much effort, too much. Yeah. It's well, New York city education is hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a mess. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in every sector at this point. I've been Mm -hmm. in public, private charter. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's just been a, it's all just so broken but um, oh yeah <laughs> and then throw on a pandemic as that happens but uh yeah we've been completely remote for a year and, uh-huh. and a few months now so March 13th of 2020 was when my world shut down because not only did the school close that I worked at mm-hmm. but all of my drag gigs got canceled that same night and through mm-hmm. that weekend and then by Monday I was like what the hell is happening to the mm-hmm. world so but I've made the pandemic work for us. Like I, I don't mind working from home. I've been That's going good. back to the building Monday through Thursday though. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it is what it is. How far are you from your job? I am very far. I live oh. in like Woodside, Jackson Heights. Okay. And then travel to West Harlem, 124th Street. Yeah. So how do you by- even, That's like, what do you even take? And y'all are in Queens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's really far. <laughs> yeah, it takes like an hour and 20 minutes by mm-hmm. train mm-hmm. and then throw in any minor inconvenience yep. delayed for like 30 minutes. Yep. Um, but I have to take the seven train to Times Square mm-hmm. 
and then take the 2-3 up to 125th Street. And mm-hmm. if you've ever been on the west side on 125th Street, it is nuts over there. It is yeah, crazy. it's so busy. And that's where my school is. And like, that's where the kids live in that area. Mm-hmm. That, and they just see that all the time and they just see it as totally normal. And I yeah. just- <laughs> It's the New York them. way. It's the New York way. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> so you talked about um, working in, where is it, South Carolina? Yeah, that's where okay. I'm from. Oh, okay. So what was it like growing up in South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> um. How long do you got? No, I'm uh, we, we got an entire podcast. <laughs> I'll keep it brief because South Carolina is boring. Is how uh, I saw it. Um, where were you in South Carolina? All over the place. Like mm-hmm. I was born upstate and then uh, we relocated across like the Eastern coast a bit, but then we ultimately landed back in South Carolina. I went to high school in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, that's so nice though. <laughs> that was really awesome. I My parents like went bankrupt and had to like sell everything and they they were able to buy like a trailer that was like a few blocks away from the beach and it was really cool just being able to like walk to the beach that's uh, awesome sleeping on the beach because you didn't want to go home because you were too drunk (laughs) spring break you were already there that's true I actually have a spring break tattoo on my ass that what says is spring, it? It says spring break. Oh wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Not the date. Not the date. But, <laughs> but the kicker of it, I got that in like 2017. The tattoo. Oh, what the? Like how? that's how epic that. Oh, that spring break. Was. Was. Yeah. So like, I had to like commemorate it a few years later because that was just. Where? Then, yeah. Can I ask where on the back it is? It's on my ass. <laughs> Right butt cheek. Work. Love that for you. That's iconic. <laughs> I hope you can see it if you ever wear a leotard. I don't, I you will never see it because I always mm. pad and wear like gotcha. so leggings. I'm not one of those like natural naked girls. Mm-mm. I, I am. You are? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not the legs, honey. I mean, I, I don't, don't pad because um you're always wearing flowy things. Yeah, I wear flowy things because I don't feel like doing that. I don't I don't have time for that. Dick dick is not tucked. Um, no pads, all natural, hairy legs. Well, that's <laughs> oh, a good way. I love that. I love it. There are a few dresses I can get away without padding or wearing like four or five pairs of leggings or even have to tuck. So I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you start getting into performing? Did you like perform before drag or was it like something that happened later in life? I've always like craved, I guess, attention. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So like being the baby of my family, like I Mm -hmm. always got all of the attention. And then um, early on, I like fell into drama and stuff. But then in high school, I got too embarrassed. So like I stopped doing it. But then- yeah, it was like kind of, well, I don't know. I just, I took like a backseat to it. I started studying filmmaking and then ah. I started making these like really bad horror movies in college, or I mean, in high school, not college. Uh, but I became, I became interested in performing like in drag. Yeah. I guess moving to New York from South mm-hmm. Carolina and being so exposed to it. Cause we, at the time we lived like around the corner from Icon, which is like a, the best queer bar in Queens and Astoria. Yeah. Um, 
and we lived right around the corner. I would see drag every night of the week because mm-hmm. they had drag queens throughout the week. And I just became so fascinated. I was like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. Yeah. I feel like New York is just its own like special scene compared to oh, everywhere else. Sure. But South Carolina also has a really cute drag scene. I know a lot of queens from there. Oh yeah. We, uh, I, my first drag show was in Charleston where ah. me and Ducky met and we went to college together, but, um, he fell in love with it then and mm-hmm. I fell in love with it too but I never saw myself doing it until we moved to New York and I started to like meet drag queens I'm like oh you you have like a day job and you mm. do drag queen stuff and they're like oh yeah for sure so it became more real and accessible in New York. Well, well I feel like pageantry is much bigger down south too like oh, I feel sure. like that's kind of the drag path usually for people down there here it's a little bit just like put on a gig go home Go back to your life. <laughs> Go home. <Yeah. laughs> when the bar closed at, at 11.30 now. I love that. But <laughs> Oh, do they? They've yeah. added to 11.30? I get so I, confused when I can go home now. I definitely left a club at 11.30, <laughs> but it's definitely much earlier now, which I kind of like. Not going to lie. Oh, I uh, I miss <laughs> um, I miss living in LA and like the clubs having to close at 2, but really closing at 1.30. Mm-hmm. That means the show's over by like 12.30. It was oh, fabulous. Uh, Love it. <laughs> keep that in the post-pandemic yeah, world. Yeah, let's keep I'm that. Tired of this 4 a.m. shit. <laughs> and like keeping a close circle rather than like a big circle of people. Like I don't have mm-hmm. time to be going to like this person's birthday that I work with. You know, like yeah, I don't yeah. feel obligated anymore. Your That's quarantine so pod. Yeah, we're in a pod. pod. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep your pods. Pods. Our pod is named after another drag podcast. That's the funny part. <laughs> oh, it is. It? Yeah, That's and funny. I'm always so confused. I'm like, what am I looking at? Because, you know, you have the group text message, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what's the, you named your pod? I never thought to do that. What's the name? It, just, the group, just the group um, chat. It's called. Sh- Wait. <laughs> No, don't say it. Okay, why? <laughs> don't really. No one listens to our podcast. It doesn't Can matter. Can you bleep it out? Can you bleep it out? Sure, I'll bleep it out. I won't. Bleep okay. It out. I mean, it's not that. It's not like I'm saying like anything racy. It's. It's just the name. I don't even know name. where it came from, but that was Gigi. Oh, it was Gigi, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Gigi. She probably doesn't oh. even know that's another podcast name. <laughs> I guess we do have a name for our pod. Our yeah. Little- quarantine pod is called because I didn't know like that was our name until you just said that I mean but, why not <laughs> so if you're ready ours is called suck spit and repeat <laughs> oh. but they're all that's like so girls, good so it's not like, <laughs> that's even better oh okay <laughs> I don't even know who named it that I don't <laughs> I love it <laughs> So how did you get your drag name? Your drag name is actually one of my favorite drag names. I think about that's it all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't know why. Oh, that's such an honor. I love that. <laughs> uh, I, hear, I hear that it's like, is uh, people tend, a, a certain group of people tend to like it. Other people- Probably like, young gays have no idea what the hell oh, you're talking about. Oh, they have no idea. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> but the name came from, so I'm from South Carolina. South Carolina originally, but like I said, I was moving up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we landed in a town called Winchester, Virginia, which is like two hours outside of DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent like eight or nine years living there. And come to be it, Patsy Klein, that's her hometown. Mm-hmm. So, like in third grade, I remember going to 
this like museum, but it wasn't a museum. It was like some old house. It might have been her house, come to mm. think of it, but it just had like all of her old dresses that she performed in. Oh. And, like the costume, the jewelry, and they were like behind walls of glass, but you got to walk through this like house and see it. And as a third grader, I didn't know who Patsy Klein necessarily was at that time, but mm-hmm. I fell in love with uh, her drag. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love this. And then later in life, um, I fell in love with her music. I love mm. her songs. I love her sad love songs. Mm. Um, and funny, I was like 12 and dancing around in my parents' living room in my mom's like New Year's Eve outfit that she would wear every New Year's Eve. She never like bought a new one, but she would always wear the same one. <laughs> they were asleep and I like took it and I stole it and I was wearing it and I was dancing around my living room to a Patsy Cline CD and I got caught. So oh, oh my God, I can never do that again kind of feeling, but Mm -hmm. it's that music that draws me to her. And then I was doing drag to her without even realizing. So I wanted to pay an homage to her Mm -hmm. and then also to indicate where I am in my life and I'm on the decline, you know? Yeah, I was like, are you in decline? (laughs) You've been declined. Oh no. (laughs) One day it'll change it to Patsy Incline. Yeah, see, and then there's, <laughs> and then if you're nasty, you can call me Miss Patsy, you know, like, ah, yeah, so. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but I love her. I love her. Um, I know the name, but I'm not familiar with her uh, in the slightest. So I'm one of the young gays a, that Caitlin hates. <laughs> yeah, she's just like a famous country singer. I go mm-hmm. walk in after midnight. You know uh, that okay. No. Probably not, no. um country not my thing but i appreciate those that like it and she's so easy to mix you know like you can Uh, mix so much comedy into it and mm -hmm. anger and like you could feel like the mood of it and like really transcend like different things into it so it's just also easy yeah well i feel like the nice thing is because she's like southern country like in new york we don't really have a like that sort of presence here which i know in the south it like there is a lot of homage to it there but in the north there's not any so i feel like you could stand out a little bit more with that here oh true yeah yeah makes you a little bit more unique and i love attention like i said yeah (laughs) (laughs) so how did you get into the drag scene once you came up here um like I know you guys did iconic, so how yeah. did how did that even happen? So we started like we moved in. We moved from Brooklyn to Astoria, mm-hmm. and we uh, moved in with like two other gay roommates that were not together. They, one was on our floor, and one was in a basement. It was like this huge Astorian apartment. We had like a private garden in the back and mm. two floors. Like it was in shambles. So it's not like oh. Luck- but we had our own space. So then like, it, it kind of felt like a gay frat party. Like we just had like a ton of people over all the time. And like mm-hmm. that slowly and quickly at the same time turned into these like gender bender events where we invite mm-hmm. like all of our friends over. We would get a keg of like beer made that was like specialty and like themed to the theme of the gay frat party. Oh my God. <laughs> so then like we just had these blowouts, but then it took forever to get cleaned up like Mm. days and weeks where it would just be in our house oh god uh so we're like let's take okay what the the next time we have a theme party let's go 
to icon let's like yeah. either rent it out or see if they'll just like open it before hours for us and just like mm-hmm. throw a drag themed party mm-hmm. so that's where it started and then we reached out to icon they didn't even charge us they were just like oh yeah just come bef- like two hours before we open we can provide a bartender like as long as you reach a minimum of people like you can just show yeah. up and I think the minimum at that time was like 50 people oh wow at 2 p.m. on a Saturday, we packed that bar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was the coolest fucking thing because uh, we that's, like, the first time we hit the stage as, like, a, like, a, as a well, performer, I guess. Yeah. Like some of, the, like, the first times I tried out routines and, like, numbers that I made. Uh, uh, and that was the start of, of the, of the decline. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> Not this. So how did you get into Iconic at Icon? Ugh, that, well, Ducky paved the way for that. Ducky yeah. did that totally on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, got in, uh, did fabulously. Um, mm-hmm. Always one of the craziest performers where the judges were always like either hot or cold on her being like, mm-hmm. you're boring one week. And then Ducky would be like, they're never going to call me boring again. <laughs> like, almost literally show show her asshole on stage and like <laughs> so like ducky did it and paved the way and then um the next year when they came out with the auditions i was mm-hmm. like oh i have to do this and i messaged the producers and the host uh heidi ho shout out love you girl um <laughs> and she was like oh you have to audition we would love someone from your house yeah because uh, at the time we did belong to a drag house that we created oh with uh-huh. those other two gay roommates oh yeah but that soon disintegrated because uh-huh. they're not they didn't take it seriously and we did mm-hmm. so but anyway uh they wanted someone from this like party scene that was happening in Astoria to then compete again because like our parties uh Ducky would pack the bar every Sunday and Sunday's like a hard day for bars as you know mm-hmm. but we would pack it and for the iconic season so they wanted us back and then I got in uh, and that was a legendary thing that happened because I had no plan going mm-hmm. in there. Like I knew my first kind of two mixes that I had from like the previous parties that we did, but I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's like right after we met uh, Michael, Aya, and Reina, who are Team Japan. Um, we met them at Bushwig that year. And then I think Iconic kicked off that February. So mm-hmm. from September to February, we kind of, I let them kind of like, I told them the themes and stuff that we were doing for Iconic and we just kind of exploded and it was the birth of what what is currently happening in our lives today, so. Yeah. Iconic and how did you so do in Iconic? I made it to the finale. Oh, I, that's great. Yeah, I placed in the top, I think four weeks. I oh, wow. In the, in the top, I, I was in the top two, I think, two or three times and then I won the first week so I was doing really well in my own head but like (laughs) it was also when I was like drinking a whole lot and Mm. like drink tickets equal votes so I'd be like taking shots and like it was and like still not taking the performing things super seriously still kind of treating it like a party and like you know like oh I just have to make the audience happy but Mm. the judges were the ones that really mattered and most yeah. of the time I was in the top because the audience vote was before uh, so I would just be up there for drinking and like entertaining people in the crowd but I never knew the lip sync to the top 
So I would just be kind of like. Is that familiar, Martyr? <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was great. It really broke me into like thinking outside of my comfort zone. It made me realize things of like maybe not getting blackout drunk on stage and throwing pizza at the judges uh, dressed as oh my pizza God. rat. <laughs> I mean, iconic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. I showed my dick and balls to people there doing a Buffalo Bill number. Like it's just I mean uh, that's to be expected. Yeah. <laughs> but it's oh been it's been a wild ride and it really did shape the 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 business that we're in and the like the character that Patsy is. Uh would you do another competition? Never. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. I I told Iconic if they did an all-star season, I would do it only if me and Ducky could compete together. So oh, that'd be cool if they did like a teams. But not even teams, you know, like. Oh, just you guys versus, versus everybody. Yeah, just, just <laughs> versus everyone else and just. <laughs> or oh, just gosh. be the judges, I guess. Yeah. And like, I went into the competition never thinking I was going to win or thinking I was owed a win. You know, I went in there trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So. But you did get Miss Congeniality, so. I did. People must I, have liked you. <laughs> I Well, I think it's like, again, the crowd vote. <laughs> oh, it was like that with um. Miss Fan Favorite. Same thing. Uh, Valentina. Ah, uh, you're the Valentina. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I steered clear of all the drama that happened mm-hmm. backstage. They're apparently... After the competition, I learned a lot more of the drama. But during the time, I I was only focused on myself and like performing, getting better, and like meeting the people who were voting. So I was never in the dressing rooms and mm. never causing drama. But there apparently was a ton of drama, and I think that's why I got Miss Congeniality. Because <laughs> you were just like on your own lane. Yeah, I was just always up on the floor, like with the other people. But. Um, I mean, I wish more queens would, you know, stay in their lane as well. Because I it feel just, like there's a lot of drama in New York in general for nothing. Oh, yeah. Just total what? drama for no fucking reason. It never makes sense. And you, you'll, like, hear both sides of the story and you're like, why do you care? Yeah, like, like why did it get to this point? <laughs> but, yeah, we stayed out of it. And then the night that they crowned me Miss Congeniality, it was at, like, our reunion show. Mm-hmm. Um, and only me and two other competitors showed up out of a cast of like 10 or 11 girls because they were all pissed and the drama got to them, I guess. And they just, wow. Yikes. Wow. 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 Yeah. So I got Miss Congeniality in, in an empty bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a way. I to think go I out, actually though. left and then they told me I was crowned later. Oh. I, I had to like leave or something, but I was also drunk, so I don't remember. But. <laughs> What a way to end that time, though. Just, you know, <laughs> you won a title to no one. <laughs> they didn't give me a sash either. There was no sash. Oh, my gosh. Aww. Let's go take a little break, kids, and we'll be right back. Wait, Bye. 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 Wig, okay. Hi, kids. We're back. <laughs> that was actually Hello. kind of a long break. Caitlin. My cat threw up, so that was fun. Oh, yeah. that's fun. I had to clean that up. Oh. 
My cats have been throwing up all day too. Why? Both of my cats. <laughs> Both of my cats too. They hate. Maybe it's the food. weather. Is Mercury in her Gatorade again, or Caterade? Caterade, catnip. <laughs> um, what a time to be alive right now. Anyway, <laughs> so we're keeping our our plot points from the pre-pandemic so far. So you were a co-producer of many shows, bringing drag and queer performance into straight venues. What was that like? <laughs> that was so much fun because these people, like, they they wouldn't go out of their way just, like, so we would work with the bar, of course, or, like, usually a brewery of sorts. Uh. And they wouldn't have, like, their form of advertising for our drag show if we were produce a flyer, print the flyers, bring the flyers to the brewery, ask them to hang them up. That was the amount of promotion they would do. They would just kind of like hang mm -hmm. it on their door or do like a day off promotion on their Instagram story. Mm -hmm. So like the people at our drag shows in these breweries never had an idea or <laughs> like knew what was coming at them. So mm -hmm. it was always so fun. <laughs> Just to like surprise a bunch of straight people with like a fabulous night of queer art because it wasn't only like Ducky and me we were booking. We would book like Japanese fan dancers. Mm -hmm. We would book trans artists. We would uh, we would book uh, queer rappers and like like fill this like those people would bring their own you know yeah. people to like really fill out the crowds. Yeah, but like those people just like in the in the brewery had no idea that that was happening and they all <laughs> had a great great time so i love doing it and um i like the idea of the variety show format oh and that was our best pride performance ever mm -hmm. we did we brought like a, a variety show to a brewery mm -hmm. and like we had to pull people off the sidewalk you know like blowing bubbles and dragging them <laughs> doing like dances and stuff and like literally grabbing people by the arm and pulling them into the bar where they then had to pay a door fee and a minimum <laughs> at the bar and tip so they were oh like, damn into it. she's a business lady <laughs> yeah damn <laughs> all day long were these all in Astoria no these were everywhere we oh. mostly did them in Long Island City and Brooklyn like Green Green Hook and Greenpoint? Greenpoint, yeah. Yeah. Red Hook, we were in Red Hook, but Greenpoint, yeah. Yeah. Long Island City, we were in City Field. We did a brewery there. What? Yeah. That's so crazy. That was our best show. Um, and then, like, the straight people from that show, they live yeah. in our neighborhood, and we oh. see them all the time out at these, <laughs> like, like post-pandemic now, and, yeah. like, They've booked us for birthday parties on Zoom. They've like, since the pandemic, they really like took on this like queer couple, like Ducky yeah. and Patsy and like really like keep us employed. They buy our merch, they're doing like, Aww. yeah. So like, it's this weird community that I never knew I needed and wanted. So I like yeah. that it's like beyond the LGBT community because that's what I feel yeah. like will keep things going in the long term. Oh, for sure. If you could, yeah. like, stretch out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So then we were, on March 13th, like I said, we had we had been booked for brunches, which is good money. Mm -hmm. um, brunches are always, like, the key kind of gig you want, especially Ducky and I. Oh, yeah. Because you would get in drag early, get paid bank, just mm -hmm. 
brunch people give the most money. And then you get to get out of drag at like 2 p.m. and then go to a bar and drink. Yep. And then go home early and then you're in bed by like nine. You know, like, yep. oh, that sounds great right out. now. <laughs> yeah. And like we loved working the brunches. So we were booked several months out, I think up until like May. And we had already started in February planning for Pride 2020 because, you know, you have to start booking your stuff early. Oh, yeah. So we were like booked up until like May and June. And then that all went. Mm. And the pandemic but the pandemic did not like stop y'all from going out like y'all are production house you were, in, you, were in, you were inside but you went all out <laughs> you had we had to we had to hit the ground running um we started doing our first weekly show ever which mm-hmm. was on wednesdays through instagram live uh but we did something really unique we did like a trivia kind of Thing and like had giveaways and mm-hmm. sex toys that, everyone like, was sending me about these damn giveaways like they're like yeah. you have to do it it's so much stuff <laughs> it was like a, like on a given wednesday we would have like a thousand dollars worth of merchandise that yeah. got shipped to our apartment and we would like model it and show it off and we would get to keep the samples but oh, like model and like send out the code for the person who won how but did you was, get sponsorships with that I've been wondering about that. Oh, Ducky is the like brains behind the operation. Mm -hmm. I'm just the face. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, Ducky's also the face. Ducky's just very business savvy. She's Mm -hmm. always wanted to be her own boss. Mm -hmm. And discovering drag, she realized, oh, this is the avenue to take. Like, I can be my own boss. And, like, like I said, like with the breweries and stuff pre pandemic. Ducky was booking us like Mm -hmm. I would like answer emails as they came in or I mostly like waited for guest spots after my season of Iconic yeah but Ducky was like nope we're not gonna wait we're gonna just like hit the ground running and with the Instagram stuff that's where that sparked like she already had these relationships with these companies Mm -hmm. in the past so she just reached out to her Rolodex of people she had was like hey we're thinking about doing this show do you want to a sponsor the show yeah or B, do you want to have something that we give away? Mm-hmm. So we got like sponsors through it. We got giveaways through it. And then we were, we still, we are still sponsored by some of those people. That's amazing. For your t- YouTube? Uh, not, not for our YouTube. We have a new random sponsor I can tell you about later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, for, so this company called Proud Mary, they, mm-hmm. or this organization rather, Proud Mary, they take on, the Ducky and Patsy package as a sponsorship. So anything we mm-hmm. do, we have to like, uh, if it's something new that we're thinking of, like we always think of Proud Mary and like how they can help us. And most, mm-hmm. like I would say nine out of 10 times they're like on board with it. Yeah. That's and they help in some Mary? capacity. Yeah, they, they help in some capacity. It's not always like monetary at mm-hmm. all. Like usually it's like, okay, you can like, we'll trade you this for this. And like, yeah, it's yeah. More of, like, yeah. And what do they do exactly, Proud Mary? Proud Mary, uh, they are a great organization that supports <laughs> queer people and the cannabis industry. So ah, and what a that. time for that right now. <laughs> We're thriving out here. <laughs> and you're able to grow weed now and like mm-hmm. smoke weed and people in jail who were penalized for smoking weed or selling weed or having weed on them. They're yeah. also allowed to 
where are my edibles at the bodega? But that's <laughs> coming soon, probably. Literally, oh, this oh. just passed like a week ago. I know. But <laughs> listen, if I if I've been hearing stories of people finding joints at like just in a jar at the bodega counter, yeah. so like that's gonna happen sooner than later. Oh yeah. But that organization sounds great. So yeah. uh, <laughs> love that. we love you, and especially Bree. Bree is the brains behind the operation. Yeah. Mm. So besides just like doing the giveaways, I know you've also done a lot of fundraising and mutual aid. Yeah. How did you get involved with that? <clears throat> well, I think um, like 2020, right? If we think about it in a series of chronological events, mm -hmm. 2020, March 2020, the world ended, right? Yep. And then we were just trying to bring joy. Uh, we were just trying to bring joy back into people's lives. Mm -hmm. And like still like bring awareness of like where you can go to get tested like you know uh food banks in the area we we're always talking about that but with the murder of george floyd and mm -hmm. seeing how in so many ways it intersects our community and our friends and the people we love and the people i serve at my day job so mm -hmm. you know i was just we were very compelled at that time just to be like okay let's like take a small break so we like quit social media just for a minute um, because at that time we were also doing virtual pride for New York City and it was like our biggest goal was to do pride in some sort and we got booked by like the Manhattan you know big pride organization to do a virtual something or another mm -hmm. uh, but then they uh, gave everyone the space all the uh, black brown and you know community there all the spots so then we were released of our uh, position which mm -hmm. really opened our eyes and we're like, okay, let's do something where like we take a break, we regroup. Let's think of things that are important in our lives and how, because we are very fortunate to be drag queens that also have day jobs and like our bills are paid. It's not drag, drag supplements our income quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And it does help us to be able to save and like buy groceries and last minute bills, all that. But we are lucky in that sense where we do work, you know, like nine to five or me i'm seven to four thirty but whatever but um so that's we early <laughs> we just regrouped and we said what's really important right now we we were like let's start like let's commit here and now to not only do this until you know that's over but yeah let's bring awareness to certain causes through our drag let's always donate and raise a portion of money to doing so so from there, uh, we reached out to our network of people, um, and I just happened to be talking on the phone one day to my friend Shauna Flowers, and we were uh, working at the same school several years ago in Brooklyn. She was the dance teacher, and I worked in the main office, but we were always friends, and like, we smoke weed together, you know, <laughs> like, we're cool, like, we hang out, but aside from being a dance teacher, she's actually, uh, she's a co-owner and a and a fabulous person of an organization called Black Girl Tutors. So we partnered with them and we started raising a ton of money uh, to donate. So with Black Girl Tutors, uh, they, they're a bunch of teachers that, uh, and entrepreneurs that uh, decided, you know, there are so many learning gaps here and with the students, uh, but also we're not being paid enough as teachers in the first part. So why don't we start this side hustle of like, tutoring kids to get them on grade level while at the same time like 
financing ourselves. So um, for a tutoring session of 30 minutes, uh, so, we, well, sorry, to backtrack, we started asking them like, okay, so how do we raise a scholarship for a child? So like they can get the tutoring they need uh, to get them where they need to go. And then, so they met and then they talked to us and they said, well, four sessions of tutoring would equal a scholarship, which would be $120, which is mm -hmm. not that much money to raise. So mm -hmm. our goal was always to raise at least one scholarship or even more throughout the shows. And then I think at this point, we're up to 10 or more scholarships we wow. raised uh, while still at the same time uh, raising money for the Oprah project. We mm -hmm. raised money for Diane Morales's uh, campaign for mayor in New York City. We've done, we brought her on our show. We gave the space for her to talk to our fans and our followers. It's just been since the murder of George, George Floyd, I think like it just has been this like ever present, but like let's do it now kind of movement towards let's just not only lift up our queer community, but let's also lift up uh, our intersecting communities as well. That's so inspiring. I'm wow. really like inspired by like queens who use their platform for good. Yeah. I think there needs to be more of that. <laughs> I do too, because totally you agree. see it. You see it so often where girls are really passionate about a cause and then the second people stop posting so much about it or mm -hmm. raising awareness, it's just yep. kind of gone. Um, so me and me and Ducky feel disappointed by that. Yeah. Um, so we as do I. <laughs> So that's always going to be a pillar in our in our drag. It's going to be there forever. Yeah, it's so important. I'm very proud of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. You also launched a publication, Ain't Bad. What is that about? Oh no, I didn't launch a publication. Oh, okay. I then was what did you? Featured. <laughs> oh, you are featured in a publication. That's yeah. even better because you don't have to do all the hard work. <laughs> right. So uh, during the pandemic, we gotten like people in our pod are upstairs neighbors because okay. they're like the apartment building is just three floors and three apartments so we have like an older lady on the first floor who's lived here for like 40 years mm -hmm. and then our apartment and then above us is a couple and the girl her name's Louisa she's a photographer ah. uh, like really really cool stuff and she has a studio in her apartment so during the pandemic, she like caught on that we were going live a lot. So she started documenting that process of like yeah. us getting ready in our apartment, commuting from the bedroom to the living room, <laughs> you know, like that. Like, she <laughs> like us transforming our spaces into a studio or like whatever we were doing. Um, and she started documenting a lot of that. And then it got a lot of like behind the scenes, like more raw kind of material. And she started putting together packages and shipping them off to like different platforms or different mm -hmm. uh, publications. And we got picked up uh, by Ain't Bad and she won an award for it. She got like, oh, first wow. place. Yeah. She got like first place in a, a photo journal. I cannot remember off the top of my head, mm -hmm. but it was like a, it's like a camera brand. Mm -hmm. website. Wow. So it was like a bigger deal and she won money off of it, I think. So, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's just it was crazy so we got published in that we've been publishing a few other things or uh highlighted on instagram for our fundraising stuff uh but one of our good friends uh sherry poppins who's a drag queen she mm -hmm. also is a photographer by trade mm -hmm. and by school uh or education sorry and um she brought over this like huge mm -hmm. old tiny 
camera and captured us on our couch as we were like doing a makeup look and uh-huh. then she printed that and made a small batch of I think maybe 30 copies of this like kind of zine style publication mm-hmm. and sold out of it so it was really cool that just we got to be a part of like that um but also with our upstairs neighbor she's with the city of New York archive I think okay so the photos she took from our from our series of like we called it live from Woodside because we live on Woodside Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be in the archive of New York City too. So, wow, oh my goodness, look at y'all, that's amazing, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just like hitting the ground running and like running hard and fast. It's been a year. So. I like well, that you're like making your mark. I was gonna say everything in that that like uh, sequence just like light up all these synapses in my brain because like. All that sounds really cool and really amazing. So congrats to y'all and your neighbor. Um, It feels so good, you know. It feels really good. Um, YouTube channel. I believe I remember Ducky telling us about Mm -hmm. some of the YouTube content they are making. Are you also involved in that process? I am. Please tell us. YouTube is probably my favorite project we're doing so far. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's totally like out of our brains and like uh, just these like really weird, ridiculous challenges that we put on ourselves to to do and like in full drag and like, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's breaking the character of Patsy a little bit in the sense of like Patsy at a bar full of straight people is like very feminine and very Mm -hmm. like different voice or like whatever ah you have a different voice (laughs) it's like a whole character Mm -hmm. right but with the youtube channel it's more of like me and like patsy is this like disguise that allows me to be me like and Mm -hmm. be watched you know because if i'm doing that dress in an ash ketchum hat and a shirt with like sweat stains on (laughs) people aren't going to care people aren't going to watch but like throw on a wig and some nice makeup and some beautiful jewelry and then boom people love it so how often do you guys post uh once a week so it's like a oh, that's wow. a lot <laughs> that's so much work <laughs> um but we have a team of people like i said it's mm. team japan uh, yes michael styled by michael is on hair and makeup uh aya is helping us either creating costumes or she's styling us ducky and i and yuka who's our producer and editor she is helping with like the ideas and the flow of things ducky and i are doing a lot a lot of day of stuff like making sure that everyone's fed we're Mm -hmm. making sure that people have enough white claws you know like we're also like (laughs) it is our idea and like the the heaviest load is on Ducky and me because it is our names on the show so like Mm. everything and Ducky and I are both kind of control freaks so like (laughs) we meet about drag every every single day and like we're planning not only our weeks but our months and our well half a year we're planning pride now but like Mm. it's always like three steps into the future and YouTube is just like kind of brought that out of us like that definitely like needing to plan and over plan and Uh, you can't procrastinate it (laughs) but we um so a a typical month we'll shoot twice Uh, okay they have to be on Saturdays because everyone's scheduled but Mm. we'll start getting in drag at 3 p.m start shooting around 6 and then we're not done until 12 Mm. at night or even later so we're trying to film like six videos each 
shooting ah. date. So that's like resetting the whole set, like cleaning up after mm. getting pudding dumped all over you or whatever. <laughs> Changing your hair, like doing touch-ups, like it's a lot of work. Yeah, oh. but it's been so fun. And like what I was telling you about the weird, when you were asking about sponsors on YouTube, yeah. like, that's a weird one because randomly one of our YouTube subscribers uh, donated to us or gave us a thousand dollars to put back into the YouTube videos mm -hmm. so like they wanted to see us do like mukbangs and buy stuff mm -hmm. off of Amazon which is like weird content that we never thought of or <laughs> necessarily like wanted to do but it's mm -hmm. challenging because we got to like mukbang McDonald's the first <laughs> night when we got the money and it was a total surprise to us but we mukbang McDonald's we mukbang Taco Bell <laughs> uh yeah it's just we we got to spend money on Amazon and like just buy ourselves dresses because we never have enough it seems like so <laughs> it's been a weird and excellent ride and, a, and we're filming not this weekend but next weekend and a whole nother list of other stuff I'm kind of obsessed would you guys um also like branch out to TikTok Say that again, sorry. Would you branch out to TikTok as well? We got deleted off of TikTok. <laughs> what? Drama. How? What yeah. you do? What you do? <laughs> so Ducky, Ducky was uh, being filmed in her fake, you know, her uh, chest, plate, uh, her, her fake breast, mm. but she like exposed a nipple and mm -hmm. screamed, these are real titties. <laughs> and then it got taken off and we got deleted. Like our whole profile got deleted. No. Uh, our producer has started a new one where it's just mm -hmm. like clips of our YouTube channel. Okay. I sometimes come across it on my For You page, but I never, I don't follow it. It's, it's like three videos. It's not. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's nothing like. Too I mean, you, I'm sure you could always restart it and just like use a different name or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am immensely impressed with the content production there because I, since starting this job, like I've been wanting to do stuff. And then as soon as I get home, I'm just like, Nope, no dead <laughs> i passed out yesterday i passed out at 9 p.m and woke up at 7 55 a.m i would just i was, I was done <laughs> so, i think you're gonna adjust that's, yeah that, that's for me to figure out but i i love this like how strict you guys are sticking to it especially like three to twelve day three to twelve long days or insane twice so, a month on twice top of working, Jesus Christ. <laughs> on top of working five days a week every month like it's, yeah so like some weekends we'll be working like if we hit an off week where like say we get booked for like a zoom birthday party we'll mm -hmm. be working 14 days straight and like either in or out of drag or mm -hmm. you know like the combination of both jobs and whatever we're doing it's always sometimes we hit that like 14 days and then we have to like be like okay no more bookings let's just like regroup figure this out slow down we're allowed to slow down yeah, yeah are you but, gonna keep it up after the pandemic like chills out yeah i i'm like i said i'm most proud of the youtube content um because it's me and i feel like mm -hmm. it's us and it's us being authentic and real and i love that journey that we're on um performing live yes i miss it so much but at the same time it's always hit or miss. Cause like, if mm -hmm. you're not getting booked at these like huge brunch venues or these like really iconic gay bars in your neighborhood or all over New York, like if you're mm -hmm. not getting booked there and you're trying to book yourself, it can mm -hmm. a lot of times get disheartening and discouraging when like, like I said, you know, like um, 
the bars or, or the breweries that we were performing in, they didn't have like a promotion mm. package or anything. So we were mm-hmm. doing that all ourselves. And more often than not, I would, I hate to say this, but we would perform for like the few friends of ours that would come out and support and like the bar would be empty because they didn't promote it. Mm-hmm. So like that was always like disheartening and discouraging. Uh, but with YouTube, it's something more I can control and it's something I can build. So I like where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. I love the performance aspect and that's why we're going to be going back to performing in June once we're like vaccinated mm-hmm. and we're like working on this big pride package. So we'll be back live, but I think moving on, it's going to be more selective of what we do because we do have so many fingers and like so many like pots, you know, where we can kind of like be like, okay, this is successful this month. So let's like focus on that or like, oh, we have a lot of downtime. Let's, per- let's focus on performing at bars or something. So yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds like we need a little break kids. Cause God knows I need a caffeine shot. We'll be right back. <laughs> had a little nerd chat um but i think we're gonna continue some yeah we're continuing it <laughs> into this segment um because we talked to ducky about it but um your youtube content focuses a lot on japanese culture so um please tell us some of your favorite stuff uh, like i just did to you <laughs> but no one will hear <laughs> well you talked about it with ducky so it's yeah not like... yeah just listen to the ducky episode <laughs> Please revisit the Ducky episode for any music or anime needs. That's mm-hmm. all Ducky's realm. Mm-hmm. I love Japanese like reality TV shows and games. Oh. And that's kind of where like the references are drawing from. Um mm-hmm. are like, I don't know if you've ever watched like an hour of Japanese television, but it is the craziest time you'll ever have. <laughs> uh it's so fun. And that's where we're kind of like drawing our youtube inspiration from I think, like those. I think a lot of western infl- or understanding is like game shows but then i know terrace house is really popular over here too um i think they canceled that recently but i remember that being very popular did know. you ever see a show called maximum extreme elimination challenge nope <laughs> it was this no. is my like earliest well no it's not my earliest exposure to japanese culture but it's one of the one thing that like I discovered myself just by watching American TV it was like mm-hmm. do you remember the Spike TV channel like yep. the men yep uh, my dad loved that shit so like I'd be sitting on the couch and like he would be watching TV and then like cooking or whatever mm-hmm. not on the couch he would like <laughs> but I would be left on the couch and um like Spike would run this show called uh Maximum maximum extreme elimination challenge mm-hmm. and it's this competition Japanese series Sorry. Yeah, it's a series <laughs> show where they like have maybe like 100 people compete in one episode where mm-hmm. it's like the most dangerous obstacle courses you've ever seen and like okay. they don't look safe and people are like getting seriously hurt like doing like log rolls or like getting hit by these boulders like they're these impossible challenges Mm -hmm. uh and it's totally Japanese but like the American comedians who 
took it over, like they dub it in oh. English, but it's not like a translation from yeah. Japanese to English. It's just them like kind of making the making jokes. I think <laughs> now that you said that, I think I vaguely remember this because I I was a frequent watcher of Spike TV, so that I just did they have like Master. a mud pit. Was there like a yeah, mud pit? Yeah, there's yep. that yep. giant <laughs> mud pit where you have to catch the ball and like yep. you can't see where the ball's coming, but you're supposed to dive head first into this mud pit. Yep. Oh my god. Oh my god. I yeah. Mean, the challenge. Back. <laughs> but that's like where like I really like I've always known Japanese people they've always been in my life but mm -hmm. that was like something I discovered on my own and I was like that's really funny and I really like that and I like that type of television uh but in 2000 gosh what was it 2012 mm -hmm. Ducky and I we saved up for over a year and we bought plane tickets uh I think we were in our senior year of college um and we bought plane tickets to go uh, to Japan just like as a as a vacation but we are also uh, gonna stay with one of or sorry oops Ducky's sorry I used her Christian name uh, <laughs> don't worry I can believe it uh, we used or we stayed over at one of Ducky's friends there who is Japanese in Tokyo so we got to stay there for three weeks uh traveled all over Japan and really got to love and and know the culture for a bit uh but yeah it's just I've always had this appreciation of uh, Japanese culture. And then one year we went to Bushwig and met Aya and Reina, our designers, uh, and they're both Japanese Americans now. Mm -hmm. uh, Reina actually went back to Japan, but Aya's still here. We met Michael through them that same uh -huh. night. And that just kind of sparked this whole creative force and then throw in a pandemic where everyone's bored. <laughs> we launch a YouTube channel everyone we're working with is Japanese. Me and Ducky have a huge appreciation for Japanese people and culture. So of course we, it, that's the way it went. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, wow. It's been so fun. <laughs> so I know y'all are launching a merch line. What is it? <laughs> so we launched our t-shirts and our masks. Um, we oh yeah, I saw the masks. They're yeah. so cute. We actually just uh, wrapped the sale because um, like everything else in our world, it's every everything is small batch. So we didn't want to go through um, like a big vendor that, you know, charges you a ton of money and then like you might sell 20 shirts, but then your stuff is always on that website and no one notices or cares and like the quality is really bad. So uh, not calling anyone out, but I see you, you know. <laughs> um, so I could call some people out for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think everyone could. It's a like, lot. It's a lot of people. It's just like really low quality, like, mm -hmm. like really bad stuff. So mm -hmm. we wanted to create uh, like handmade or like hand printed stuff through queer artists. Um, and like I was talking to this person for a while and they, uh, this person's name is Johnny. Hey girl. Um, We've been friends for years on, on Instagram because her friend, her, she fucked my friend's ex-boyfriend or something, but somehow we connect over the internet <laughs> uh, because that's how Facebook works, I guess. But we've been like really close and then it came out that her and her partner are like these low key, like really cool t-shirt designers and stuff. So we started meeting with them 
uh, to create a merch line of just like the shirts and masks in small batches. So we only wanted to small, like start off really small to yeah. see how, much, how many we sell before we move on to like a bigger batch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did our small batch this pack. We just wrapped the sale and I'm happy to say we sold out, which was really Yay! cool. Uh, but the t-shirts were designed by this really cool queer person. And when we were in these like development meetings, we were like, okay, so like make us look like Beavis and Butthead, but like the babe version of them, like, you mm-hmm. know, like the hot 80s girls, like, mm-hmm. and that's what we came up with. And that's our t-shirt line. <laughs> so, Amazing. Are you, you going to do more um, merch? Lot, yeah, drops? for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of work and it's a yeah. lot to keep track of, especially like throughout the day when you're making sales, but you're at, at your day job. So you can't, you don't have your personal mm-hmm. computer up to be able to like track the orders that are coming in. So like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're thinking about like a ugly sweater for the holidays. Or oh, something. that'd be so cute. <laughs> yeah, but like doing like just keeping small, steady streams of income is like our biggest goal to being mm-hmm. able to work for ourselves. So like yeah. this was like an experiment into that uh, and it was successful. So of course we're gonna try it again, maybe on a larger scale during the holidays when everyone has all that extra money. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment. And you are launching a podcast? When is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Ducky and I are co-hosting a podcast with our good friend, uh, Christine Pettit. She's uh, one of the people we've gotten to know in New York and who has really, really come out and supported our drag and uh, just been one of our biggest advocates and everything we do, like even those shows I was telling you about, like no one would be at, she would mm-hmm. always be in the front row, just like Aww. in awe of us. And it's like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense because you've seen this number like eight times. Like, <laughs> you don't have to keep giving me your money. Like but she's like a huge advocate like we ducky used to work with her at his day job her mm-hmm. day job uh prior that's how we met but we're co-hosting a podcast called the oddities podcast and that's where the three of us do like amateur research into like things deemed uh odd and we're trying to destigmatize those things so uh. our first episode which he successfully recorded we're still in the process of editing mm-hmm. um is about the abdl community which is adult babies and diaper lovers oh my god i just watched um what's it called what's that show um ah oh, what is it it's on hoarders it was one of the tlc shows it's my strange hilarious. addiction yes. my strange oh my addiction. god i love that i show just too. watched that episode where they had an adult baby on So we interview someone from that community Mm -hmm. in our first episode, and it's just, it's like the YouTube channel, like it feels like something I can control, and Mm -hmm. it feels good to being able to build off of it. So it's like a mix between like bringing awareness to ostracized communities, but Mm -hmm. also discussing like UFOs or Mm -hmm. episode two, we're going to be talking about the true crimes in our hometowns, you know, like it's like a true crime, but like- We're obsessed with that. Marty and I are obsessed with that. (laughs) Well, you'll have to tune in. We're launching it, I think May 3rd. Uh, We're partnering with Proud Mary. They're sponsoring our first 10 episodes, so. Wow, good for you. Yeah, that's great. It's been a ride, so. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And I I feel like, like the YouTube channel, this podcast is my baby and I just, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I like I like the um, concept of the podcast because there's so many out there that you know you gotta oh, stand yeah. out. <laughs> and it's two drag queens and a and a cis female that are talking about like the weirdest shit. So like, why not? <laughs> I love that. 
I love me some weird shit from weird people. <laughs> I love it too. And the first episode will not let you down. I tell you that. Really Ooh, cool. that's a teaser, kids. Um, a patch. Okay. So you talked about planning ahead for this year too. Because I think you said your schedules are booking up really quickly. Yeah. Um, what are you guys doing for Pride this year? Um, especially since I feel like at that point, everybody's going to be vaccinated. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be big in New York. <laughs> People so are already planning, planning on coming. Yeah. Yeah. So we're planning uh, a, one of the biggest events we've ever had the privilege to plan. So we're actually uh, partnering with an arts organization in Long Island City. It's an, uh, I'm, I don't know if I can say the name yet because a lot of it's still in the negotiation phases and we're still scouting talent and stuff at this point, but mm-hmm. we are booked for the entire month of June. Every weekend is like Thursday through Sunday is some oh sort of something that me and Ducky are either assess- assisting and mm. producing for that weekend of stuff, but it's going to be outdoors. Uh, they're constructing this huge, beautiful uh stage made out of like shipping containers and it's going to have this like really cool design in it they showed us like the sketches of it it's really cool um we're partnering with a bunch of curators though because we're at the beginning of june it's like launching their huge art exhibition so like we're trying to figure out what makes sense during which week we're still like Mm -hmm. in those planning phases of like planting drag throughout those uh weeks as well in june uh but then like there's going to be a huge huge blowout on the last weekend like pride weekend in june where they're thinking the plan is to uh, get permits out to close off the streets around the facility and then Mm. do like a queer flea market around and then love me a queer flea and then like to close the flea market all at one time so then everyone migrates to another area without calling it a march because you can't march yet or okay. that hasn't been clear by the CDC. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a exodus from one location to another. So like, it's like this big kind of like- As a half Jewish person, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the promised land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're working on that. It's uh, all up in the air right now, but we are in the process of booking talent. They've given us permission to do that. And we're having so much fun doing it. We're meeting with them weekly as well uh, to plan like current, like next steps. What do we want out of this, that, that, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be huge and we're excited for it because we've never produced anything on this scale. And then to do it during a pandemic is like even weirder and bigger. So it's like harder to manage because they're worried about turning people away. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's going to be all of Long Island City. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm so close to there. I'm so excited. I'm you gonna come. Come. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely will be there. That sounds, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Especially if it's like down the street from me. I'm not too far from uh, Long Where do you so. live? Where do you guys live? I'm in um, Midtown Manhattan. Okay. W- Williamsburg. Yeah, right after right. G. Yeah. yeah, you take the G or you take the seven right in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I so take you... the Uber in. That's what oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got Uber money. She's got Uber money. <laughs> Not in this pandemic. Oh, even in June, even in June, I'm probably still going to take the Uber. <laughs> um, And then I think one more plug before we get into some juicy stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, you mentioned in one of our breaks, but we should bring it to our, um, our listeners' attention. You'll be on Drag Rocks this upcoming Wednesday. Yeah. You and Ducky. Um, so that's yeah. exciting. Um, who else is joining you? We're going to be competing against Amanda Massacre. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so Amanda's also a queen's queen. Um, mm-hmm. Fabulous performer. Uh, really, since the pandemic has like been producing online digital shows and the content is great. So it's going to be a really fun and wild time. Amanda's actually come over before the pandemic for dinner, uh, I think once or twice. So it's like old friends and Sissy was in Ducky's competition at Iconic. Uh, so like, mm-hmm. it's just all in the family that night. It's going to be so fun. Aww. That sounds great. Oh, yeah, love Dragbox. Fun. It'll be on work.tv. Check it yeah. out. <laughs> our sister channel. Sister they're really, channel. they're not even, well, Dragbox is our sister channel. Work is, I guess, our channel. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> so what is the best advice you've been given about drag? <laughs> you can think about it <laughs> no I guess it's uh the mantra that I always tell Ducky especially like when Ducky's concerned about like an image or something or the way we're going to come off to mm-hmm. people or if there's a concern about our motives or something like that I always tell him what RuPaul tells everyone it's like are those if they're not paying you paying your rent then what is it? What is the line? If they, if, if you're those, not, if, if, if those bitches not ain't paying your, your bill, yeah. pay them bitches no mind. No yeah. mind. And I say that's the biggest advice I think I've heard, and I use that like that mentality always. Mm-hmm. Just like it's noise at this point, you know. Like, oh yeah. We're unhappy with something. It's noise. So. Yeah. And a lot of times, I guess, like as a performer, you might think someone's unhappy, but a lot of times yeah. people are focused on themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. In this city. Happy. And this I city? mean, that's where you are, but yeah. <laughs> I, I won't get started. Uh, <laughs> um, paying your bills, pay those bitches no more. It's so mm-hmm. true, though. I'm a hundred percent with that quote. Um, I think it's my turn. Yeah, it's your favorite. My moment. favorite question. I think this question's so important. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Who said it wasn't important? I don't know. I just think. Hey, the bitches don't mind because no one's paying our bills. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Um, can you give us a scandalous, crazy, wild story that you've uh, seen, heard of, or um, been in? Um, in drag, nightlife, what have you. Just give us something juicy, something something spicy. <laughs> okay, here's something spicy. Um, hold on, let me gather my thoughts because that- Don't worry. You, so... I didn't prep you, that's my fault. Yeah. No, it's so <laughs> cloudy because, okay, so something juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was competing in season two of Iconic in Astoria, one of the week's challenges was a prosthetics challenge, but you didn't get to choose your own prosthetics. It had to be uh, animal-based. So you had to like represent an animal on the stage, create a number to also complement that and like serve it to the judges. Mm -hmm. Uh, This weekend happened to be on my birthday weekend. So like I turned whatever age it was at that time on Friday, Saturday was like just a free day. And then Sunday was the show. So I got drunk on Friday night, 
and I stayed drunk until Sunday night before I went on the stage. And like mm-hmm. my concept for the animal and the prosthetic was I'm going to be pizza wrapped that mm-hmm. week. Because it's very New York, it's very iconic. We're at the bar called Icon. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to bring you realness, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm still drunk from like that whole thing. We go to brunch that morning and like we're drinking mimosas and I'm like, well, then we switch to whiskey and everyone passes out. And that's when I'm like trying to start to glue this prosthetic onto my face. Uh, anyway, with lots of help later, I make it to the bar, but I'm, I'm so drunk and I didn't realize that we carried a, like my team and like us, we decided like, okay, let's, if you're pizza rat, let's fill the stage with like real trash. So we drag in these like garbage bags full of trash. We filled trash bags with like our dirty laundry to like mm. make up for this, like to make it look like a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And we order a pizza. And this is still so stupid in my head now repeating it. Um, I'm dressed like a New York, like kind of like Eliza Minnelli, but like with a prosthetic on my nose <laughs> uh, that didn't match like the makeup, like it's like a hot mess. <laughs> I'm still whiskey drunk and like I'm carrying around this pizza and like I'm performing the number I mix and I open the pizza and it says vote for Patsy on the lid of the pizza and then my drunk ass starts to take the slices out of the box and throw them at the judges throw them onto the (laughs) and then I started sell like I got distracted and I started selling the slices of pizza (laughs) to the audience so that week was a hot mess. And then I had to wake up and go to work the next day after oh, that no. three-day bender. And at the time, I was a director of a preschool, a private preschool. <laughs> so I was like the boss at that time, mm-hmm. being like trying to keep people accountable and making sure payroll was going up. But mm. they didn't know this like side of me that was like a drunk drag queen. So it was just weird <laughs> all around. Love that. <laughs> Both you and Ducky had your craziest stories were both from iconic. Iconic, so. I know. <laughs> Sounds like it's you guys a had a like, wild time. Yeah. <laughs> so our last question before we wrap up, where do you want to take your drag in the future? That is such a great question because right now we're kind of debating uh, leaving New York. Oh. Yeah. So we're we're ha- we have our sights set on a few smaller cities and okay. then the the plan is to kind of go to a smaller city mm-hmm. take over that drag scene in a sense of like <laughs> you know now we have this like new york experience we have mm-hmm. this entrepreneurship mm-hmm. kind of mentality let's go take over a town and like be those leading drag queens because it's never going to happen here in new york for us mm. it's just like so too much competition yeah. yeah and it's just like they and like you can be booked for weeks and weeks and weeks and not be talented so like it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense in my head of like how the city works or who's getting booked or who who's not yeah so to go figure out a smaller city figure out the ins and outs of that mm-hmm. being respectful of course like not just like being like bitches in my bar now and it's nah. <laughs> like a drag space but we have that experience of taking non-drag spaces and making them into drag spaces mm-hmm. and doing that in a smaller city and then that way we can still keep up with our youtube keep up with the podcast keep mm-hmm. up with the merch you know still kind of keep all those steady small streams of income going mm-hmm. so that eventually we can quit our nine to five yeah and just i was gonna ask drag. yeah but ultimately my personal goal with drag i want to mm-hmm. be famous in japan yeah hell yeah <laughs> 
I don't want to get on Drag Race. I want to be a TV host or a correspondent for Japanese television. That's yes. My... Are you fluent in Japanese? No. Oh, <laughs> Ducky is, is our I, I know, yeah. So, like, my job would be like reacting to things you know? <laughs> or like tasting weird stuff or like whatever. Like, I'll, I'm game for anything. But I like this. Yeah, I like this plan of action. I mean, I feel like so many queens left in the pandemic to go to other cities, like where they're from. But I feel yeah. like most people have been pretty doing pretty well in these other spots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or like, adaptable. You see, like you see Nicole and Oscar P. Like doing yeah. amazing mm-hmm. things in I think she's in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, Ms. Diamond Wig- Wigfall. I think she's in Salem, still producing stuff. Uh, Edie James also like people are still doing stuff from their home cities, but they still have that New York audience. Yeah, exactly. I think you'll, I mean, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere as we know. Sinatra. So, yeah. <laughs> and so. so funny, that's the song I performed as Pizza Rat. <laughs> that song. I mean, what, what a good way to wrap up to the wrap episode. Up. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming Yay! on our show, Pat. You're so inspiring. I, like, know. I feel like I don't do anything with my life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about our podcast. I'm like, we just plan these things like so yeah. last minute. We're just for the moment kind of people. <laughs> but you guys are doing it. And I wish I could be more off the cuff with stuff, but I'm such a control freak that I need. I need to know. <laughs> I no, mean, that's a good trait to have sometimes. So like, yeah, we yeah. definitely don't have that trait. But. No. <laughs> um, where can the kids find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at miss underscore Patsy 69, because 69 is my least favorite sexual position. I don't like it. Same. It's Same. too many balls. It's too many balls. <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of the, the, the bottom part of the six i'm like more of like in the i'm not going to describe this <laughs> but i get what you mean i get what you mean i feel you i don't like it Mm-mm. but um and then your youtube channel is at you can find us by uh searching for ducky and patsy beautiful um is that all the um, okay and you can just... venmo me <laughs> <laughs> uh what's your podcast co- coming up called um so the podcast we're launching may 3rd is called the oddities podcast gotcha. and that beautiful. will be available on spotify and itunes beautiful well thank you so much Yay. thank you for fun. having us of and course. Uh, it's been such a great privilege. Yeah. Privilege. 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 <laughs> can, you, can you tell how tired we all are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you. A, but yes. <laughs> thank you so much, babe. Um, I was Martyr. I was C. Tepper. And this was. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.